This is Meg Tilton at the 8 Cow Life, episode number 73, The Only Thing You Need to Succeed. This is the 8 Cow Life, a place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose. A place to help you realize how important you are, and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry, and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. How's it going, everybody? I am excited that you are back here again for another great week on the podcast. (sighs) We are in the thick of it. It is the holiday season. I just texted a friend the other day and I said, I have a love-hate relationship with this time of year. Luckily, it's mostly love. (laughs) But it is crazy town. There's just so much going up on. I was just telling my husband the other night, if you look at my calendar, it looks like I threw up on it, like in terms of like words and stuff. It is just, yeah, you need almost like a guide to be able to figure out everything that I've written on there. I should probably get a new calendar for December and just re- write it all down. It's just crazy town, but it's all good. It's all good stuff. It's really good stuff. And so I'm just trying to savor the good stuff and not get stressed and just know it's all going to be okay. So on top of everything that's been going on just in regular life and with the regular holiday season, I've been coaching up a storm the last few weeks and I have just been loving it. I love what I do. I love what I do. And I want everybody to love what they do. I just love it. I love it on so many levels. I love it because I, for one, get to meet such amazing, amazing women that I coach. I am constantly just in awe of them. And I learn and I grow from them so much. And I am so grateful for them and for their willingness to let me coach them. Um, Because of course, I hope I'm able to impart some good things to them and get them some really good help. But I am just grateful for the things that they teach me. I am seriously humbled by the women that I come in contact with. They are women of immense strength and immense faith. And it is life changing for me. So thank you. Thank you for giving yourself that gift and giving me that gift. I really, really appreciate it. And I believe that every woman out there is a woman that has immense strength and faith. In fact, I'm 100% guaranteed that they are. Um, Every woman, no matter what their situation is, no matter what they have gone through, is strong strong in their life. And the thing is, is that so many women come to me and they don't know their strength. And so we spend some really good quality time uncovering it and letting it shine a little bit more. And I just think that that is the greatest thing that we can do for the world is let ourselves shine and uncover ourselves from all the garbage that we let the world tell us and that we let the world make us believe and just kind of strip all that away. Do you want to strip all that stuff away? 
here's the thing. I was offering free hour coaching sessions. I did that as my Black Friday, um, Cyber Monday thing and got an amazing response. And so I'm not offering an hour anymore, but I am offering 30 minutes of a free coaching session and a lot can happen in 30 minutes. So I want to encourage you to go on and hop on to that. If you miss the hour long sessions, definitely get on the 30 minute sessions. Um, The link for that is in my show notes. It's just a quick click and you can schedule a time that works for you and we will get your light shining. So definitely jump on there and give yourself that gift any time of the year. Quite frankly, it doesn't have to be just around the holidays. Now, one of the reasons that I absolutely love coaching is because I, like I was saying, I learn so much and I get a lot of coaching inspiration as I coach. It comes to me as I'm coaching. And it's one of the things that I have just found phenomenal about what I do is I will go into a session many times, not knowing how to help somebody specifically or exactly what to say, but the the client kind of unravels that for me. And then um, I really do think that the spirit inspires me on what to say to these women and how to get uh, my point across so that they can see the way that they're thinking. And so I really do have to give credit to Heavenly Father for him helping me and sending me um, added help when you know I may be lacking in that area. And I'm very, very humbled by that. And Um, very humbled that he's using me in this way. So know that if you come to a session with me, it's not just me. It's God too. He's helping you too. So I I truly 100% believe that. But this last week, I was on a session with somebody and this point that I want to make today came up. And I was talking to the client and I was using the example of weight loss in achieving goals. We weren't specifically talking about weight loss. I am certified as a weight loss coach, but that's not my specialty. But I love using the weight loss as an example because it's something that we all easily relate to. I mean, we've all worried about our weight in one way or another at some point in our life. So during the session that I was on with this woman, I asked what the only thing was that needs to happen for someone to lose weight. And the woman replied with probably your really typical answers. She said, well, um, to lose weight, you have to watch the number of calories you put in your mouth. And I was like, no. And then she's like, okay, (laughs) you have to watch the kind of food that you eat. And again, I was like, no, that is not what allows people to lose weight. No matter what the goal, you probably think that achieving it is defined by what you do. Now, in terms of weight loss, it's how many calories you consume, the kind of food that you eat, or the amount of exercise you put in. Let's use another example. In regards to running a marathon, you may think it's the miles you have run, your physical fitness level, or your ability to run at all. A third example, when it comes to going after and starting a passion, you think it's the amount of time you have to dedicate to it, the money you have to invest in it, or your ability to know what to do. I am here to tell you it is none of those things. None. N-O-N-E. Your success never depends on what you do. If you are like most of us, 
Your brain likes to get caught up in the meaningless details that don't really matter. For example, when I started this coaching business, I spent a lot of time hemming and hawing over what the name should be, um, what the music I should use on my podcast intro should be, what colors I should use, etc., etc., etc. There were so many little details that I really got into. Now that I'm down the road a bit, I realize that none of those really matter right? You're not going to listen to my podcast because I have this amazing intro music, or you're not going to work with me because I have these amazing colors on my website. Now, of course, I think spending some time in those things was important as I branded myself a little bit, and I'm still in that process, but none of them had any bearing on my success or future successes. None of that does. Here's the thing, you can have everything down to an exact science as far as what you need to do to lose weight, how to run a successful marathon, or how to be successful at following your passion. But none of them will happen if you don't have this one thing that is so important. Because guess what? There is an exact science that people have found out for losing weight. There is so many programs out there on how to run a successful marathon and have it be a great experience. And there's also tons of things out there for you to consume and learn from on how to be successful at following your passion. But none of that is any good unless you have this one thing. So let's go back to the weight loss example. We all know that to lose weight, we do have to eat less calories. It's really that simple. So why are so many of us starting diets over and over and over again with little success? What is the difference between those who do succeed and those who don't? Here it comes. Here's the thing this whole podcast is built around. It all comes down to commitment. Commitment is the number one thing, and I dare say the only thing that determines if you succeed at a goal, and commitment comes down to a thought. Now, I know you may be saying, but I'm a lousy committer. Again, that's a thought. And then you're going to say, but no, 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 no. I really can never accomplish anything I decide to do. And this is where I will agree with you. 100%. Because if you are telling me that you are a lousy committer, then I'm going to believe that you don't ever accomplish anything. Your results are a reflection of what you think. Do you see the connection? Okay, it's really that simple. So if it's as simple as committing, why don't we just decide to commit? Why can't we all just commit to these goals? and make them happen. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when you make a commitment thought, that is not the only thought that you have. Along with commitment thoughts come tons of chatter in your brain that tries to derail you and overtake that commitment thought. Your brain hates to do something new. It hates to do anything that's going to push it outside of its comfort zone. And so you're going to have a lot of chatter 
And with all that chatter comes subsequent emotions. And emotions are going to win out because when we feel emotions that we don't like to feel, then we give into those emotions and we give into that thought and then our brain comes down. It's like, whew. It's kind of like dealing with a toddler who really wants a piece of candy. Have you ever dealt with that before? It's awesome. <laughs> now, if your toddlers are like my toddlers, my toddlers will scream and throw themselves on the floor and into a total rage. And if you aren't committed to not giving that toddler a piece of candy, what's going to happen? You are going to give in so that the screaming and the temper tantrum stop and you can relax again. And they, you know, then you're, you're not having to deal with all the negative emotion that comes from the thoughts that you generate because of what your toddler is doing. But what happens when you give the toddler a piece of candy is exactly what happens to your brain when you give into thoughts that deter you from your commitment. The toddler learns how to act in order to get the candy. The same is true for your brain. Your brain learns what to do in order to get what it wants and to feel better. Your brain wants to feel better when you're trying to lose weight. How does it feel better for a minute? It eats a brownie. Okay, your brain is totally freaking out when you're pushing it into the 16 mile mark of your marathon. And what does your brain want to do? It's like, let's stop and go sit down and take a shower and go watch a movie. Yeah, that's what your brain wants to do because it's like, whoa, this is way too hard. We think it's the physicalness. Nuh-uh. No, it's the brain all the time. Your brain wants ease and comfort and committing to push yourself to become better is never laced with ease and comfort. Commitment is a great way to practice what I spoke about in podcast number 70. That podcast was about thought boundaries and the importance of building thought houses in your brain. So if you have not listened to episode number 70, you need to go back and listen to that because it's really powerful and something that I am finding works so awesome with my clients. So just like anything else that you are learning to do, this process of learning to commit takes time and it takes tons of patience and practice. Now, this is what's really important though when you are facing commitment. Commitment doesn't mean that you don't fail. In fact, if you are truly committed, you will fail. You will make mistakes. You will make them again and again and again. But the commitment keeps you willing to come back over and over and over again. Have you ever seen the movie Rudy? If not, you have to go watch it. I absolutely love this movie. It is based on the true life story of Rudy Rudiger, who had a dream of playing football for the University of Notre Dame. Now, the thing was, is that Rudy didn't fit the mold of your typical college football player. He was short and small, and he didn't have a whole lot of talent when it came to playing football. But he did have one thing. He was committed to his goal. So he walked on and he was on the practice squad and he showed up every practice over and over again and gave it his all. He willingly got pounded into the ground by much bigger and more talented players week after week after week. 
And then finally, in his senior year on November 8, 1974, in the last game of his college career, he was put in for the last three plays of the game. And on the third play, he sacked the quarterback of Georgia Tech. And then something even more amazing happened after that. He was then carried off the field by his teammates. He was the last Notre Dame player to have ever been carried off the field by his team. And whenever I watch that movie, I always tear up when I watch that scene where he's carried off by his teammates. It makes me emotional, not because he sacked the quarterback or was carried off the field, but because of what those things represented. They represented commitment to a goal he worked to achieve, his goal to play Notre Dame football. And he showed up for years and got pounded again and again and again. Truly amazing. Now here's the even more amazing thing. Those moments, your Rudy Rudiger moment is available to you. Now, I'm pretty sure that you're probably not going to sack a quarterback in a football game or be carried off a field by your teammates, but there will be a moment in your life like that that will not be so much about the moment, but about the commitment that made the moment happen. Do you see the difference? It's not about getting carried off the field. It's not about making that sack. It's about the commitment that went into that. That is what made Rudy Rudiger the man that he is. It wasn't the sack. It wasn't the being carried off the field. It was the commitment he made to his team day in and day out. Powerful, powerful stuff. So you all have those moments available to you. So here's your challenge for the week. I want you to pick one thing that you are going to commit to for this week. Do you want to lose two pounds? Do you want to exercise four times, read a book, learn a new recipe, or research an area you are interested in? Whatever it is, make sure it's measurable. And then think of a thought that is one of commitment that rings true to you that is going to keep you on track. Now, once you do this, watch for the chatter. It may not seem so strong at first, but once your brain catches on to what is happening, that you're pushing itself, yourself outside of it, your comfort zone, that chatter is going to grow louder and louder until you show it the door in your thought house and you say, bye-bye, right? Now, the thing is, you're going to fail and that's okay. That's when you commit. You're committed, right? So you're going to eat a brownie when you want to lose two pounds. And that's going to be okay because you're like, I'm committed. I'm not going to do that again. You have to commit over and over and over and over again. And I promise you that there are Rudy moments in your life if you do. All right, everybody, have a great week. If you need help creating your Rudy moment, jump on a 30-minute free coaching call with me. Link is in the show notes. And I will see you back here next week. Have a good one, everyone. Bye-bye.